So, probably our most family-friendly podcast so far. Oh, settle the family down. Watch it on YouTube. Get broadcast. Play it. Play it everywhere yeah. through speakers. Basically, this week we chat through swearing and marketing. So there's a lot of a uh, lot of different lettered bombs being dropped throughout. Yeah. So if you don't like swearing, rack off. Yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, a great reference to a swear word we reference later on in the broadcast. Yeah, so actually, yeah. don't rack off. Rack on. Stay on. Also, we'll, we'll be pretty sure to title this about swearing, so you'll know what you're in for. Yeah. We uh, also mix up the format quite a bit. We yep. we merge the this week and uh, the bring a thing into one. Yeah. One thing. One yep. little package. Bring a week, maybe. I don't know. We're not, yep. we're not sure what we're going to call it just yet. Um, and in that, I moan about a pitch that may or may not have gone well. Because you moan about pitches that have gone well, obviously. And uh, I dropped in to help out. Uh, a company we work with on and off on a production, short notice, had challenges, one of which being lack of sleep, but how I overcame those a little bit. And I look at TikTok now and discuss platforms copying other platforms. So we'll see you fuckers in the episode. Welcome to the very fifth Brightcast. How's everyone doing? I'm really surprised we got this far. That's good. So I want to jump in early with, so I think as podcasts go on, they can evolve, formats can change and things like that. But I actually thought it might be nice to say what our personal jobs are here and what we actually do. Who would like to go first? I just feel like it's a trap. As soon as I start listing my minimal amounts of responsibilities. No, no, no. Come on. You guys are getting rid of me. This is your performance review. (laughs) That's such a really good question, actually, because earlier Jess asked what my role should be on a pitch. It was like a a plan I'm doing. We do like a framework where we look at sort of who the driver is, who the contributors are, who the approver and things would be. And it was we we put for the client what our job role on that particular thing would be. And obviously you guys are co-owners, both directors. I'd say you both sort of, I'd say you both sit in that managing director role. Like I wouldn't say, I think you both manage the business yeah. in different ways. But, but we are still involved in, yeah, definitely. in client work. Um, so I kind of had Rob down as marketing director and then Drew down as video director, which obviously doesn't sound right. Cause I was just talking to Drew about what job title Sounds it actually stupid. would be. Yeah, so... You like to use a video maker. <laughs> I do not like that. <laughs> so I said uh, creative director, and then Jess said, oh, I think Rob wanted that one, actually. Why don't you just say what you do? <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking. Cut that. <laughs> should, should, should we introduce each other? <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. Because uh, let, let, let's start with you, Drew. You, you're, you're the founder of Bright. Co- yeah, assistant to the co-founder, co-founder Bright. Um, but you, in your client capacity, wh- where, where do you sit? Yeah, so I deal in more of the production stuff. Yeah. So it will be from going on shoots, organizing and sorting out shoots, to sorting and sorting out and overseeing and also tackling post-production. Yeah. That's what I do. Heavily on post-production and, and on, on film work and animation and through that. And, you know, we can supplement it, but everyone has creative input across all projects, really. And it, and it's nice that we've all got an eye for design. So even if you're not heavily involved in a client website, you're quite involved in our own. 
But in a client website, you can come in and give fresh outside perspective. Um, and we do, we, we like to encourage a team to do that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Jess, what do you do? Um, so I kind of manage all of our client and internal marketing efforts. Um, so from initial strategy right through to implementing said strategy. Yeah. So from sort of social media copy to ads, um, even down to sort of creative work like the video stuff. So it might even be an input of the scripts of that, the the design of certain animations yeah, yeah. Um, involved in those initial strategy meetings anyway, not necessarily the actual work that goes off in there. Yeah, no, and I think that's important because with the marketing side of it covered, you obviously want that the what the content being yeah. created correlates to and things yeah, like definitely. that. Yeah, um, definitely. And then I would say I figuratively and literally sit between you two. So yeah, I, I do yeah. a lot of the marketing work with you and I have a lot of production skills that, as we'll see in this week, I get called upon. But uh, I, I tend to sit more on the marketing and strategy side yeah. now. Because one of our mottos is apes together strong. And that's using the best members of the team to create the things and to, to, to create the best part of those areas. So, you know, I do less design now because we have a design team and they do better work than me. Way better. Apparently. Uh Cool. Yeah. So yeah, we, it took us till episode five to tell people what we do. So what's been on your mind this week? This week, I saw a post around TikTok now. And it came out in mid-September. So it's not a new Putting thing. my cat backwards. TikTok's. <laughs> I've mentioned TikTok in two podcasts on a row now. I feel like you need to put your hey, cat you're backwards. Hey, <laughs> you're a marketer. It's fine. It's not something new, so but it is something that people have been talking about. And it's not necessarily TikTok now that I want to be speaking about. It's more platforms copying platforms, brands copying brands. Yeah. So, well, Drew and I definitely know what TikTok now is. But for the, for any listeners that don't, for do anyone what, who's not our age. Yeah. Do you know what Be Real is? Yeah. So TikTok now have created their own version of Be Real. But it's their thing of kind of, it will send you a message saying, post a picture of what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of looking at the fact that, is it going to perform as well? Like just straight up ripping off other things. It's the same as LinkedIn Stories. So yeah. LinkedIn Stories got created, got pushed into beta, got pushed live and then flopped. They've, they've taken them off. On LinkedIn it has, but other platforms did take stories on. Yeah. And they are working there. Yeah. Um, I, th I think with TikTok now, it's a bit like, I, I saw a great post. I forget who said it. Oh, it might even be Stephen Bartlett said it. He okay. said he was saying it about Clubhouse. Oh, how yeah. He's saying that's not a social media, a new social media platform. That's a feature, basically. And he was saying the same about Be Real. Like, and, and platforms can copy that feature, but it, it is a feature. Um, and yeah, I think Clubhouse is not, not many people are using that now. No, no. Not not that other platforms have really adopted it though. I know tic, uh, twi Twitter bought out theirs, uh, their audio only group hang meet thing. I forget what yeah. it's called. But it's just interesting to see other platforms adopting these features. Yeah. And how some of them straight off rip off each other, which again is fine if you're seeing something working. But yeah. it's more looking at how platforms kind of copy other people's marketing strategies or marketing assets and expect it to perform as well. Yeah. Whereas as we've seen through some platforms, like I say, LinkedIn stories, mm. 
it doesn't it's not a one size fit all thing where it's apply this and it's gonna hundred yeah. percent work. I think there must be a large a large portion of like swaying voters and swaying platform users. Cause I I use all platforms, but I I do go through phases of favoring a couple over others. And and it must just be platforms responding to that, right? They see a new feature come out on a certain platform. People respond to it, drift back to it. Those numbers improve. So they want to, it, it might not even be take that back. It might just be dilute the effect of that from a strategy point of view for the platform. I guess TikTok might have seen that because TikTok was such a crazy, and I'd say 2020 was maybe, without looking at stats, everyone yeah. got TikTok in 2020, didn't they, during the everyone. pandemic? And then Bureau came out and it's Bureau's probably the most downloaded, maybe, again, without looking at stats from what I've yeah, kind of seen. Yeah. It, it's certainly the, the, the hot hot trending one yeah. right now so then tiktok's like how do we then take back these people that we've lost so maybe yeah. it is that type of thing of diluting um on my mind this week i i alluded to it earlier where i was saying i get brought back into the production side of things so joe from our first broadcast mini episode and producer of this podcast isn't here he's on honeymoon and he's away for three weeks now uh and then with uh, Drew faking illness as well uh, earlier on. I had to I had to jump in and do a shoot. It happened to be after Joe's wed the day after Joe's wedding, so it was a a later night the night before, and then I could, it was quite far away, so I couldn't stay over, so I had to drive, and then uh, just downloads of coffee to get through it. How uh, did the shoot go? Shoot went well. It it was uh it was a interesting topic. It was a it, what was nice, it was a client we've done work for quite a bit in the past, yeah. but there was there was a tragedy with their vi local videographer and um, I was happy to step in. It, it, it was great to help him out uh, and the stuff's looking nice now. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it was good. But a nice, a nice challenge to sort of set it up with maybe two days notice. So, so we got, got the call on like Friday afternoon yeah. and we were filming on Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, and he didn't even realise it was Joe's wedding until I pointed it out either. Yeah, I know, yeah. And Joe was in the room. I was like, oh, of course I can do that shoot. <laughs> I've got nothing important happening. Joe didn't realise either. That's the bad <laughs> yeah, thing. No, yeah. It was a great reminder. Maybe cut that for Joe's now wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're married now. <laughs> What's nice. been on your mind, Drew? Um, I mean, like you alluded to, I've been a bit ill recently, so I've been off for a few days. Um, but well, I think if you're allowed to have uh, the underprepared shoot that you went on, yeah. which turned out great, yeah, I'm allowed to have the underprepared pitch that I was on, which turned out great. Not great. No, it didn't turn out great. Yeah, um, <laughs> I had to pitch on some work. Basically, you were going to pitch on the work. Yeah, you then had to I'd, go and I'd do done the shoot. Lots of the setup. I'd taken phone calls with the people. I didn't expect us to be invited to pitch because I didn't realize it was a pitch thing because. I would have just headed that off in the conversation stage anyway because we hate pitching and we don't have to. And it's not a good way of starting a partnership. No. But yeah, so I had to go on this shoot and then very short notice, you had to step in and ill notice. Yeah, because the reason you're, you were on the shoot and not me was because I was ill. Yeah. So I had to do jump onto this pitch with like no no kind of notice, no prep time, no real prep time. And uh, unsurprisingly, it didn't go well. Yeah. And we didn't get it. Um, but it just kind of highlighted the fact that I just don't think pitches are a great way, like you say, 
to start off a partnership or for people to just just to work together yeah i think you want you want a conversation with people yeah because like within you know i think it was like an eight minute pitch basically um within that amount of time with me just talking it's quite difficult for both sides to really gain an understanding of what's yeah. happening yeah. yeah um what what can you find out yeah. in that kind of like speed dating type situation yeah. Yeah. that you couldn't that, that that wouldn't have been better in a yeah you know a 20 minute phone call half an hour chat yeah. an hour long meet something like that a little bit longer a little bit lengthier yeah. something where both sides are talking both sides are kind of mutually trying to share information and it comes at a point where it's about where it's after a conversation which was maybe half an hour where you do get to go through those things and then follow up with emails just clarifying what we spoke about and how we would yeah. operate and things within this arrangement uh, to then have to try and cover that in eight minutes in front of new people it's just it's just weird and it shouldn't shouldn't be like that no and i think the big thing as well like we we unfortunately missed out because of because of my poor pitch that that was the annoying thing so i heard i heard we hadn't got it and the pitch hadn't gone well but i came in and you jumped in last minute and i was like don't worry mate it's classic pitch scenario they will have already made their decision but then for their feedback to be just to be clear it was definitely the pitch that's done this. You guys were great <laughs> up until it. We were going to go with you. Everything else that Rob they, had done they named was Rob, fantastic. Yeah. But your pitch was not good. And that's why we're not going to go with you. I think it's just that because like we're not pitching to we're not pitching to win work where we'll then be pitching for them. Yeah. I'm not pitching to be a pitcher. Yeah. yeah. I'm pitching work to do animation work for them, which we could knock out the park. So it's just one of those things where I think when you're pitching to somebody, you're then judging that person on that pitch and pitch alone. Yeah. Uh, as as happened as unfortunately happened with me, I just couldn't coherently string together sentences because I was ill and unprepared. Yeah. And as such, we lost the pitch. Yeah. So we we aren't now doing that work unfortunately. And it would have been really good because like we we've known about this company for a long time. Yeah, I wanted to work with them, which I think was the only reason when it was dropped on us that we had to pitch. Yeah. We entertained the idea yeah. because we did want to do that. And they're, they're, they're a company who they do, um, the person who runs it, they do lots of really, really good like philanthropic yeah. things. There's lots of like, you know, philanthropy around it all. Yeah. So yeah, we, it would be, it would have been exciting to have done work for that person with that person. But yeah. unfortunately it's not happening. I think in a creative environment as well, it's about finding a partner where you can both work together to create something amazing. So in that pitch scenario, we're just talking about what we can do, what services we do offer and what what culture, I guess, we have as a company. Whereas it should be that conversation of what they're after, what goals they're after, yeah. how we can then work with them to achieve their goals. And it's even we've worked with companies in the past where they've come to us for one video and it's not actually a like a three minute video they're after. They're after a few 30 second vox pops or they're actually after an animation because they can't actually get any of the footage to actually film. So it's about having that conversation about how you can create a partnership rather than pitch to this pitch for this work. Yeah. Because that's all we're going to base you off. And I, I think a lot of companies have moved away from pitching yeah. for, to, to bring in workers and suppliers for that very reason. Because yeah. you get more from a partnership yeah, where definitely. you're where the situation where the situation makes you open to ideas and suggestions yeah. and improvement. Especially in a creative environment. Yeah. Whereas if you're just hiring someone to do a job and, yeah. and it can start it can start with a single job. 
But I think, I think with fact. a pitch, you're just that job. And then really it's it, it's with partnerships, it's much more than that, which is, yeah. is how it should be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think your point around like them, like it's them self-diagnosing, isn't it? Yeah. They're saying this is exactly what I want. Yeah. When you actually get down to finity gritty, it's yeah. not what they want or it is or it is what they want, but it's not what they need. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a massive part of it. And it even came out in this pitch yeah. where, you know, the one thing they needed, it then turned out towards the end of a pitch, I wasn't the thing they needed. We actually needed lots of peripheral things around yeah. this thing. Yeah. So that that would have come out more easily within a conversation yeah. Yeah. than a pitch setting. Yeah. I think as well, I think if we were invited early to do a pitch, that would have just been a big red flag and we'd have just just said no, or that's not the way we do it, or and you know, and I, I think I think the optimist in me would have said we would have got to the stage early on if they had said, Do you want to pitch early on? Rather than as just like, you know, it being a red flag and us moving on. I think because the stuff that you had done so early on with them was, yeah. was so good and had won them over so much, I think you would have just done that more and I think you would have like stopped the pitch from the pitch process from happening and just yeah. got us the work it, to be honest it, with it you. It wouldn't have felt like a person in the room pitching, more of a continuation of that conversation, I guess. P- Potentially, we'll never know. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, you know, pitchers be cray. So that brings us nicely to our main topic. This week's main topic is looking around swearing in marketing and content creation. Um, Basically having a discussion on whether it's needed, where it's appropriate, where people might have took it too far. And the rise of it. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm seeing it everywhere, yeah. Especially I found a rise of swearing in marketing from marketers. Yeah. Like a lot of books being written by marketers now all have swearing in the title. And it's like, oh, I've added this to yeah. stand out. But now everyone's doing it. So you're not yeah. standing out anymore. There's people like Dan Kelsall who's made like a living off the back of He was one of the swears. first, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, not one of the first people to swear in marketing, but one of the first people to write a book with. Yeah. can't remember what the book was called, but yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's an appropriate topic because, you know, you, you didn't do it then when you was talking about pitching, but before when you were it was lots more expletives so it, it ties together quite well yeah it's all around like is it being disruptive right yeah that kind of like disruptive marketing and yeah. obviously you know if we look at it from like a base point of view people just swearing isn't being disruptive it's just no. people swearing so uh, uh you gave the example of uh, dan kelsell yeah i really liked his uh recent ads that he did where it's like the negative ads like yeah, the, the bad yeah. advertising whatever yeah. it was called yeah they're like much more disruptive to me than just yeah. throwing out a swear word in the middle of a yeah. A, yeah a marketing ad. Like I swear all the time. I swear like a pirate. I need to stop swearing at home because I've got a one year old who's definitely going to start soaking all of these uh, swear words up soon. Yeah. It's the reason the podcast is marked as explicit. It's yeah. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's the reason why it was taken off YouTube Kids. So I don't mind it at all. But at the same time, like I do see certain people online on like linkedin and stuff and people just swearing just throwing out random swear words yeah purely to try and seem disruptive and i don't yeah. really think it's necessarily like you were saying i think i think it's because lots of people do it they think oh shit i need to also be disruptive and yeah, like that. yeah. i've seen i've seen dan get great results yeah on all of his stuff. right yeah you know let's do it as well let's let's drop a drop a little f-bomb here or something like that but I don't think it's necessarily just like, well, I say I don't think it's definitely not that easy. It's not that easy. Yeah. I quite like, uh, I quite like swearing as a punchline sometimes if it's, if it's right. Your um, best Christmas joke 
has a swearing. Oh, it is. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll save that for a Christmas episode, but it's, it's a goodie. Yeah. I, I quite, I quite, I'm not afraid of it for me. I I feel like I wouldn't necessarily do much campaign stuff or a campaign with swearing too much because everyone seems to be doing it. It seems to be so popular and lots of the strike through ones, which I do enjoy, but I don't know if it's because you said marketers doing it. I don't know if it's a thing that marketers enjoy seeing rather than target audiences enjoy yeah, seeing. The ones I think that you sent over to me most recently yeah. were some ads to promote the pay gap between yeah. men and women. We'll yeah, pop yeah. some examples up on our video and we'll pop some on our socials as well. But um, the one that stuck out was... It basically has a strike through some of the words. So this one I'm looking at now has F you and then a strike through and then girls. So people think it's saying fuck girls, but it's actually saying fund girls. Yeah. I think these campaigns, without them being overdone, consumers do like them. Yeah, it it is clever. And something like the pay gap, I think this does feel relevant. So I quite quite like those. We've used swearing. In the early days, we we, we used swearing, but yeah, we couldn't always just freely use it because obviously another one of the guys at the company just did not swear. Yeah, so he was always aghast whenever we would swear or have swear words. In, yeah, or, or want swear words and things. And we we saw the divisive nature of it, so we used it on a stand banner when we say, went yeah. when we went down to the XL. I think we still got it somewhere, but it said, "We will make you look shit hot online." Yeah, it's it's as far as swearing goes, that's like. Yeah. That's for PG. Oh, you could take your PG thirteen of swears. You could take your kids see our banner. Yeah, they'd be disappointed. They could go, they could go themselves. <laughs> yeah, they need exactly. Parental guidance. Yeah. Um, but we saw it. We saw people react to it. They would stop. They would read it. Some people would enjoy it. Some people no. Um, but I think part of it at the time we were putting that out. I guess our target clients would be okay with that, and they wanted to th- themselves disrupt because no no one else had swearing on their banner in that stand. And, the, and this was maybe five years ago, and I'm saying it's more prevalent now, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the thing is, it's like, we... So at, at, the t- at the time especially, we were creating a lot of our own vlogs and doing a lot of our own marketing about our own personality. Yeah. And we were having loads of new clients and new leads come into us because they were um, they were enjoying it. Yeah, they and were, responding well uh, to Responding it. well to it, exactly. So because of that, we wanted to keep leaning into it. Yeah. Um, and the shit hot thing, like I say, it's like, you know... Yeah, the queen could say that, or could have yeah. said that. The king could say that. Yeah, I'll just keep going through different monarchs, so it never dates. <laughs> yeah, King King William could have said that. Yeah. So we're having our clients respond really well to it. We, we wanted to lean into it, so we we're having shit hot, shit hot. As far as swear words goes, it's pretty uh, mundane anyway. Like, yeah. it's, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, innocent. Yeah. And I think also it's kind of like a bit of an early vetting process, I guess. Yeah. Because people who would be super offended by that, they either told us they were a bit offended by yeah. it or they just didn't talk to us so we yeah. kind of like you know vetted out those people because in their meetings and stuff that we have yeah we might end up talking like that and you know rather than offending someone down the line yeah, they yeah. know straight away yeah and we're gonna make them look shit hot and we're gonna make them look shit why wouldn't we want to look shit hot it's crazy <laughs> yeah ridiculous yeah i get. i guess we're a little or we can be informal in that nature we can also be formal when we're in you know a bigger organization and we're having to talk to seniors as well um, but the majority of it, your, your, your way in, even to, even in large organizations is to mid management anyway. Yeah. Some of, some of the biggest, like wealthiest companies that we've worked with, you know, ones that have like, you know, 
massive square foot yeah. uh, offices in, you know, central London, that type of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, smack bang next to massive monuments. These people all swear like pirates as yeah. well. People people swear. Yeah. People, yeah. They, all, they talk like that. It's yeah. just they're not they're not necessarily talking like that in their own marketing. Yeah, yeah. But when we're talking to them, or when we're trying to entice these people for, with our marketing, yeah. they connect with it. They swear. They they talk like that. So I remember doing a bunch of work with a. He was a really good salesman, and his commission cap was just insane. And he was at this like publishing firm, but they did b quite boring books. But to talk to him, he would just every like few words, he'd just be like. Fucking hell! <laughs> I think he was raised on eighties sales training or something, but it was just all fucking hell. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, you. But even like you know, real like Greysdale businessmen would just love it, and he, they'd love him as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so it is. It is becoming more prevalent. People are using it. Do you think it will? keep escalating and people will just will just start seeing the c word on the uh billboards i don't i want to say i don't think so but again it depends on your company so there's companies we work with that definitely wouldn't even put crap on anything yeah because that's that's one that's either the people they're targeting wouldn't like it yeah and two their tone of voice isn't like that yeah whereas as for example, putting shit hot on a banner is fine. Yeah. Maybe some people using the C word is also fine. But I think that word in particular has got so much controversy around it. And more people hate yeah, that word yeah. than anything. Any other swear word necessarily. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I remember someone I know in the business community saying they just had a meeting with someone and they dropped the C-bomb casually in a meeting. And... They didn't know how they felt about it. I think they hated it, which is really how. Oh, they and felt somebody about else, it. somebody else dropped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, they didn't expect it within a business meeting. Yeah, I, I, I did think I'd expect it. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely one of these people who, you know, to me, all swear words are just words. Yeah, yeah. All words are just words. It's the intent that you have behind them. Yeah. It's the intent, like, and I, I guess, like, the setting as well, like. You know, if you called me, if you dropped a C-bomb to me right now, just be having a laugh. Yeah. Whereas if some random guy charged through into the podcast room right now and yelled yeah. it at me, I'd be a little bit terrified. Even uh, even 12A films, they get one fuck, don't they? Yeah. Do you guys remember, I think it was 2019, which it seems like it wasn't that far away, but when KFC ran out of chicken. Yeah. So they ran um, an ad uh, which kind of rearranged their letters. So it was F-C-K, yeah, which yeah. basically was saying, fuck, we've run out of chicken. Um, and to date, it's had, I think, if I just check, over 219 million shares. Yeah. And it had the biggest spike for um, search traffic. And I've seen a lot of articles around it basically saying how well this campaign did because they've got this swear in it. Yeah. But looking back at it, it's kind of, did they have that many shares and that many searches because they swore in an ad? Or did they have that many shares and searches because they ran out of chicken? Yeah. yeah. If a chicken shop ran I, out of chicken. I think it was their response to it, but it was there was a cleverness and a wit yeah. about the use of the, the swear. They leaned into it, there. yeah. Yeah. 
it's funny though, isn't it? Like F, them ha- having FCK and a- allowing to publicly put that out there. Like everyone knows what that is. Like ch- yeah. children know what that is. But that's yeah. that's the other thing, though, isn't it? So it's like when when like you were saying with like the strike through swear words and stuff. Like we all know. It's like when when people when people bleep things out. You know yeah. what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. We understand what they're saying. And it's like the Dollar Shave thing where it's like I can't remember the full quote, but it's something something we're fucking great. Yeah. So like if you so let's say you're offended by that, so instead it says we're f-ing great. Yeah. Okay. Um, just because it, that that one was bleeped, you know what they're saying. Are yeah. you still offended? Yeah. Are they bleeping it to not offend people, or are they bleeping it for ad purposes? Oh, it's it's professional standards. So if it's on TV or something, it would be a watershed thing. If it's an ad thing, it would be to get yeah. an ad through. So I understand like, why they didn't yeah. for those reasons. Yeah, because like the KFC one, they ran that as an ad. Yeah. So you can't put fuck on an ad, but you can put fck on an ad because you've not actually put it but i i I guess my point was that's that's the same thing so it's weird it's weird that you can circumnavigate trains like like standards within advertising with that because everyone knows what it is as well if i came into work and someone came up to me and said oh sorry mate i really effed up that pitch I know they mean fucked up that pitch. Yeah. Why, why are you bringing this up again? <laughs> no, this was a hypothetical. <laughs> Just in case you did. But some some swears are worse than others. So some swears are giving given asterisks or there's Grawlick, which is like where it has, do you know where people put like a hashtag, question mark, exclamation yeah, mark. Yeah. They hide it with symbols. Do you know there's a, there's a Derby band called Grawlicks? Oh, is there? Yeah. But there's some swears that will be used those things so they'll be bleeped out or asterisks or whatever so fuck is one of those so some people will censor that but stuff like bollocks which technically is still like in some say some people would class that as a swear word why is that now oh anyone could say bollocks bollocks is such a nice word or whatever not so there's a really old i think it's (laughs) i think it's like it's a nice word word. (laughs) i think it's like uh i think i might call my next kid bollocks Late 80s, early 90s advert by VW. And I think it's it's a really, I think it's a shit advert. But they released like a diesel version of a Passat or something like that. But there's kids just saying, oh, bollocks. Bollocks. Bollocks in loads of different scenarios. And the reason is at the end, they show people filling up. And they're like, oh, bollocks, because they've put the wrong fuel type in. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess that was going on in the 90s. So I read a study from B&T and it was basically four ways where people can use swearing in their marketing, but without actually swearing. Right. So the forking switch is basically using a word similar. So I'm saying forking isn't oh, a fork. Okay. So like comedians, I bet sometimes you or in words, you won't actually say fucking, but it'll be like, oh, the forking switch. Yeah. The fucking switch. Good place. Um, Holy mother forking shirt balls. Bullshit. Yeah. Oh, fork, that's good. She is secretly a two-faced, calculating, phony bitch. Fork off! Okay. Get the fork out of my neighborhood. But I say we leave this miserable shirt hole. So, yeah, things like that. Um, another way is the KFC way. So switching around letters... Better if it's your own letters of your brand. So KFC switched it around. There was lots of, uh, did you have FC UK t-shirts? I was just about to bring them up. up. Was your French connection? Yeah. So they only changed it to FC UK. They changed it after they launched their company. 
when they realised if they put their letters out, it spells near enough a swear. So it was used as kind of like a branding yeah. thing for them. Um, the other one's bleeping asterisks, Grolix that we spoke about earlier. Yeah. You can use them in a way. People still know what you're going to say, but you can kind of use them in a way that's not going to offend many people. And then the fourth way is creating your own. So there, I can't remember what sitcom it was, but it was using stuff like NAF. Oh, that's NAF, uh, that okay. is. So it doesn't actually mean anything, it, ha- but ha- it's still. Heartbreak High, and it might be an uh, Australian term anyway, but Heartbreak High used uh, rack off. Rack yeah. off. And then uh, a guy I know from secondary school, he's got a vid- compilation video on YouTube that's got loads of views, and it's the compilation of rack offs in Heartbreak High. <laughs> But yeah, just some interesting ways where you can kind of use swearing. But at the same time, swearing can maybe attract the wrong audience for people as well. So if you're, let's say you're a B2C company and you're swearing left, right, and say if you're a pub, you're a family pub and you're swearing in all of your marketing, you're not attracting families you're probably going to attract football lot that have just come from a game, want another pint, want somewhere that they're going to get a bit leery. Describing me perfect. <laughs> you're not going to attract a family of four with two young kids wanting a meal. Pogba, two goals. <laughs> but it's, so it's kind of, I feel like if you're going to swear within your marketing, there needs to be a reason you're doing it. So with the pub thing, it could be that they're doing something like, Oh, and we've got a place to stick your shitbag kids or, or whatever. <laughs> but they, but they do something funny with that word, yeah, you know, because yeah. parents, it's hard to believe, but parents sometimes get tired of their children. Not not me. <laughs> not, not, not me, son. <laughs> would you advise people to use swearing? I, I, as a blanket thing, I don't think I would advise people to use yeah. it. I would, you know, figure out what they're, what they're potentially, why they're potentially using it, what, or yeah. why they potentially want to use it, what potentially want to use it for or something. But I just think just throwing in a swear word as a, you know, blanket bit of advice is probably not a good bit of advice. Yeah. I, I think there's certain use case scenarios where shock value is worth having. The gender gap, I think, is a good yeah. one. Um, and then, But then beyond that, I think it has to be very clever or very funny but without alternative like it has to be that it could only be achieved with yeah. a swear for, for, for me for, for me and i think all of the clients that i deal with and we deal with yeah it would have to be that to be able to do it yeah i agree so meaning behind it and then also has to fit your tone of voice just because you've seen an ad that you love with a swear word in it yeah it doesn't mean you can then go and run that same ad doesn't mean you'll have the same effects for your company. So I think, yeah, having real meaning behind it and a real purpose behind it is the main thing there. So I I think something that will be good to put at the end, because we definitely can't we definitely can't push this podcast through paid ads because it'll get flagged, uh, is to encourage people to obviously download the pod, watch the pod. Uh, and comment, I think, comment your favourite swear words. And your favourite made-up swear word. Yeah. Yeah. Along because the lines I, of rack off. Yeah, I liked rack off. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to bring it back, I guess. Yeah, I think you did for a while. I tried. <laughs> I tried. But like fetch, it 
wasn't a thing. Yeah, we we used knob on for a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. knob down on it. Knob down, yeah. knob on, yeah. For eating, yeah. Yeah, good swears. Yeah. Favourite actual swears, though? Mine's probably twat. Okay. I just think it's got a very good comedic edge to it. Twat. Yeah, just. I love twat too, but if I'm going for a different one, probably shit. I really want just that quote of Jess. I love twat too. <laughs> <laughs> I think mine's fuck off, a funny fuck off. And you can use it in so many ways, like fuck off, fuck off. And there's others. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> just <smaller>. two. <laughs> Brilliant. So I guess it's just for anyone listening, people watching, fuck off. Fuck off.